0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. Back at y'all again. This is Fantasize Football. Welcome back. I wanted to quickly, before we get into things, say thank you very much for all of the love and support. As always, y'all know, I say it all the time, it means the world to me. I really can't put it into words. But today, we're going to be talking about one player in particular, Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Seahawks. And why I think this man is consistently criminally underrated undervalued underappreciated whatever you want to call it man but before we get into that real quick follow me on my socials man it's fantasize football uh i'm sorry it's fantasize underscore football on instagram that's f-a-n-t-a-s-y-z-e underscore football on instagram and fantasize ace on twitter spelled the same We'll have the uh, links down in the description below, but with that out of the way, if you're liking the videos, make sure you leave a like, man, comment, let me know what you like, what you agree with, what you disagree with, and uh, things you'd like to see in the future, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, man, it really helps, and it's free. Come on, man, subscribe to the channel, and turn on the bells if you want to get notified when a new video is dropping. But... Now, let's get into the main event, right? And that is Chris Carson and why I think this man is criminally, consistently underrated year in and year out. And first and foremost, man, he plays for the Seahawks, right? They're a high-octane, high-scoring offense with Russell Wilson at the helm. You got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Chris Carson, of course, right? And one of the knocks I kind of see on Chris Carson sometimes is that he's injury-prone, right? But to me, I'm not too concerned of that because if you look at the past few years, he's averaged 14 games a season, right? He doesn't have any injuries that really stick out to me as type of thing that, like a chronic knee issue or a chronic ankle issue that's like really bad enough that's going to affect that. So for most players, I kind of give him a clean slate unless I have a reason to feel otherwise. But... He's entering his his 26-year-old season, so if anything, he's in his prime. Age isn't really a concern for us, and he has little to no competition this year. With Carlos Hyde out of the picture, we got Rashad Penny, who... He's a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy and I don't trust because of injuries. And then you got Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. And on the note of Rashad Penny as well, Seahawks didn't pick up his fifth year option. So clearly he's not in their future plans as well. So I expect Chris Carson to really be like the workhorse in this offense. And Chris Carson, he kind of reminds me of Robert Woods as like the Robert Woods of running backs, right? Where Robert Woods is consistent he, he, he's got a safe floor, decent ceiling, you know, kind of finishes around the same place every year. He, has, uh, he could go out and put up 90-95 catches, 1,100 yards, 7 touchdowns, and the consensus would still have him as the wide receiver 20 in the next year. It's kind of similar with Chris Carson. But let's get into Chris Carson's half PPR finishes over these past three seasons, right? So in 2018, he played 14 games, finished as the running back 15 overall and the running back 14 in points per game. Then 2019, he plays 15 games, finishes as the running back 11 and the running back 13 in points per game. This is all based on half PBR. I think I said that, but if I didn't, just to clarify. Then last season, he only plays in 12 games, but he still finished as the running back 17 overall and the running back 14 in points per game. So after he, uh, uh, over these last three seasons, he's finished no worse than the running back 17 overall and the running back 14 in points per game. Ultra consistent there, year in and year out. He's got that safe, uh, like high to middling running back two floor with the upside if all goes right for him to be a running back one. And he's the running back 20 in ECR as of May 20th in half PPR. Why does, how does that make sense you know what i mean that just it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me it it hurts me if anything it's like Robert woods man it hurts me but it's good for me and it's good for y'all because if you agree with me here and um and you feel the same way about Carson you'll be able to get him a value as a value in all your fantasy drafts this season so let's dive a little deeper into what he's done over these past few years so in 2018 like i said he played 14 games right he ran the ball 247 times for 1,151 yards and nine touchdowns. He had 24 targets, 20 catches, 163 yards, 17.6 carries per game at 4.7 yards per attempt, 1.7 targets per game, 83.3% catch rate at 6.8 yards per target. Now, 2019, he plays in 15 games, only misses one game, 278 attempts, 1,230 yards, seven touchdowns. And 47 targets, 37 receptions, 266 yards, and two touchdowns in the receiving game. 18.5 carries per game, 4.4 yards per attempt, 3.1 targets per game, 76, 78.7% catch rate at 5.7 yards per target. Then last season, he did only play 12 games. He had 141 carries for 681 yards and five touchdowns. But in the receiving game, he had 46 targets, 37 catches, 287 yards, and four touchdowns. 11.8 carries per game, 4.8 yards, 4.8 yards per attempt, and 3.8 targets per game at a 80.4% catch rate and 6.2 yards per target. Now, one thing that I'm keeping in mind, and you guys should know as well, is that Last season, the Seahawks ran the ball hundred over 100 less times than they did in 2018 and over 70 less times than they did in 2019. Obviously, with the whole let Russ Cook kind of deal, Pete Carroll kind of fell in line and said, all right, you know what? I'm going to let Russell Wilson do his thing. When that started tailing off, they kind of started going back into that more run first mentality. Um, but I expect that to kind of be more like what we can expect for this season. Where Pete Carroll, he gave Russell Wilson his champion. He said, nope, nope, no, 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 no more. We're going back to basics, baby. We're going to run that rock. So, yeah, Carlos Hyde, like I mentioned, is out. And he was the only guy last season that took Chris Carson off the field much, right? And how much of that was was Chris Carson or, or Carlos Hyde? And how much of that was them just kind of being like, okay, so we trust Carlos Hyde. Let's keep him out there a little more, lighten Chris Carson's workload up workload a bit because he did suffer uh he was he was you know playing a little hurt and whatnot he missed some games so they kind of just wanted to play it safe make sure he was good down the stretch and with him gone it's like i said penny uh dj dallas and homer as his competition all guys that at best i see his change of pace complimentary type of cats and i expect him this season to handle the majority of the workload like he did in 2018 and 2019 but on top of that, Chris Carson left early in week seven, right, of last season with only five carries early on in the game. So if you actually take that game out, he, his average would go up to 12.4 carries per game. Still not close to the 17 eight, 17 to 19-ish carries he was getting before. But I just figured that, a little food for thought for y'all. But one of the things that stuck out to me the most and one of the things I like to see the most um, is his, his involvement in the passing game. Has increased year over year, and if that trend continues, that's a great thing to see. Obviously, Russell Wilson sees him as more of a more of a uh, option in the passing game, but he goes from one point seven targets per game in twenty eighteen to three point one in twenty nineteen to last year at three point eight. So. Russell Wilson sees him as more of a weapon, gets him a little more involved year in and year out. That trend could continue. I mean, last year he did only play in 12 games, so that might be inflated a little bit. Obviously, you're not gonna get, you know, the same, some games you might get six targets, some games you might get one or two. So maybe over a whole 16 games, that would've changed a bit, but it is nice to see him get more involved in the passing game. Obviously, in any format where catches count, that really helps, right? So let's take a look at what he's averaged over these past three seasons. Let's take it all, add it together, even it out over those three years, right? 16 carries per season, which does include last season's outlier of 11.8 carries, 4.6 yards per attempt, 2.9 targets per game, over an 80% catch rate at 80.8% and 6.2 yards per target. So we take that, right? Using those figures and pace that out for 17 games, that's 272 carries for 1,251 yards and 49 targets, 40 catches, 304 yards, 312 total touches for 1,555 total yards. Now, each of these three seasons, playing a maximum of 15 games and a minimum of 12 games, Chris Carson scored nine all-purpose touchdowns each and every year. So it's safe to assume that he'll score at least nine touchdowns and has a ceiling to be 12 to 13 if he does play all 17 games. Now, uh, I do think that these figures we just kind of discussed are a lot closer to Chris Carson's floor than they are to his ceiling. If he does play 17 games, maybe not his absolute floor, but pretty close to it, at least. Right. Um, And I kind of am looking at him, in my personal opinion, as just like what he's been really safe running back too. even with these injury concerns. Yes. May he miss one, two games. Yeah, but anyone could miss one, two games, so I don't really think about that. I give everyone a clean slate unless I'm given a reason not to, right? And this is kind of why I think this running back twenty ranking and consensus is just out of whack. It just it doesn't resonate with me. It does. It makes me feel sick. You know, I think Chris Carson deserves more respect than this. so let's take a look at what I kind of think his ceiling can be. And uh, before we do that, let's look at what his highs have been over these past three years. He's his, He had a high of 18.5 carries per game, 4.8 yards per attempt, 3.8 targets per game, an 83.8% catch rate, and 6.8 yards per target. Now... Obviously, for all that to come together at once, we would need like a perfect storm. So I'm not going to, I'm not expecting that, right? So we'll we'll factor in some regression there and give, a, give us a little idea of what we could project Chris Carson for this season, baby. All right. So we're going to use 17.6 carries per game, which is 95% of what his high was. And then 4.6 yards per attempt, again, 95%. targets per game, which is 85% of what his high was. And the reason I did that is, like I mentioned before, last season the 3.8 targets per game may have been a bit inflated because he did only play 12 games. So we're not going to go through that all again. Uh, A 79.6% catch rate. Again, 95% of his high and 6.5 yards per target. 95% of his high, baby. But uh, they are only realistically slight increases from his average and slight decreases from his highs you know so he's been relatively consistent you know every year he's kind of around the same numbers so these are all very attainable figures I don't think this is something that is you know um unachievable for him but if you take those figures and you pace it out to 17 games like we did before, that's 299 carries for 1,376 yards, uh, 54 targets, 43 receptions, 351 yards with 10-plus touchdown upside, right? So let's take these figures that we just mentioned, right? And we're going to actually do it for just 16 games so that we can kind of look at where he would have finished in half PPR last season um, with these kind of... So I saw a fly fly past you, man. It's usually no flies in here. It's a no flies zone, bro. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take take this into 16 games so we can look at basically where he would have finished last season over 16 games, right? So those lower end numbers that we discussed a little bit earlier, that would have paced out to 256 carries, 1,178 yards, 46 targets, 37 catches. 285 yards and then we'll just use nine touchdowns because that's what he's done in each of the past three seasons like i said it could have been more because he never played a full 16 even you you could give him one more if you wanted but i figured just use nine be safe that's 218.8 half ppr points which would have been good for the running back eight overall last season 13.7 points per game which would have been good for the running back 16 in points per game last season right now, we use those high-end numbers that we just discussed. That would be 282 attempts for 1,297 yards, 51 targets, 41 receptions, 332 yards with 10 total touchdowns. Again, on the touchdowns, I could have given them 12 or 13, but I figured I might as well just play it safe, right, instead of going for the moon. We don't want to project for the moon. Yeah, see, it, it could be even higher than this, but let's just play it safe, 10 total touchdowns. Um, that's good for 243.4 half PPR points, which would have been good for the running back four overall and 15.2 points per game, which would have been good for the running back 11 in points per game. So like I've been saying this whole time, man, my boy, Chris Carson, he's got an extremely safe floor as a running back too, Right. And if all goes his way, like we just saw, he has the upside to be a running back one. Maybe not a high-end running back one, a top five type of guy, at least not in points per game. But if he plays all 17 games, he could finish as a back-end RB1 relatively easily. It's very attainable for him. And um, like I mentioned, I do just want to say this one more time. I'm really not concerned with the injuries with Chris Carson. I mean, when you have a guy that's missed a couple games a season... Last year, he did miss four um, without any injuries that really are like, oh, man, this is something that's going to be like a big time problem. I'm not going to really factor that in. Um, Like Rashad Penny is a good example, a guy that hasn't been able to be healthy, stay healthy uh, and stay on the field. Chris Carson, for the most part, has been able to stay on the field. So anyone can get hurt. You know what I mean? Anyone can get hurt at any time. So I'm not too concerned about that. And I currently have Chris Carson ranked as my running back 14, factoring in the chances of injury and the chances of him not hitting a ceiling because I kind of figure that worst case scenario, he's probably going to finish as running back 14, at least in points per game, but he misses a few games, finishes like the running back 17 to 20, whatever, but he does have that upside to finishes as running back one. So I got him right in there as a high end running back to six spots above consensus. But with all that out of the way, that's why I feel like Chris Carson is one of the most consistently, criminally underrated, undervalued, whatever you want to call it, players in fantasy football. And why I'm going to be scooping up the value everywhere while everyone else is sleeping on Chris Carson this season. But if you guys liked the video, if you liked what I had to say today, make sure you leave a like, man. Comment, let me know. Do you agree with me? Are you going to be drafting Chris Carson? Do you think he's a value there? Let me know down below. And if you like the video, like I said, subscribe to the channel, man. Hit the bell. Get notified when a new video comes out. Follow the socials. They're going to be down in the description. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for coming out, spending a little time with your boy. You know I really appreciate it. With all that out of the way, as always, thank you. Love you. Peace.